is Radha that completely captures the heart of Krishna, hmm? um, so to speak, like like no other, and we all want Krishna to be pleased. So, if someone pleases Krishna more than we do, we have no envy because that's our objective to see Krishna pleased. Hmm? And so, because Radha is the embodiment of the, the uh, fullest expression of Prem, Mahabhav Swarupani, the form of Mahabhav, um, the form of Mahabhav in a general sense, we all recognize her, and more along the lines of what you're speaking about, because Radharani is is the is Bhakti Devi, the, the, the Devi, the, the queen of, of devotion, hmm? a part of her comes to all of us and makes devotion possible. That's called Aladini. She is a Ladini Shakti personified. And that Ladini Ladini is a is a component, an essential component of bhakti. Um, it's Ladini means pleasure. We'll talk about it a little tomorrow when the name of Prahlad comes from Prahlad. Hmm? It means it implies spiritual uh, joy, and so the Ladini that Radharani presides over this must make ingress into our into our soul for us to experience bhakti proper. Hmm? So there's a little of Radha in all of the devotees in that sense. So they're they're cherishing Radha in that sense or bhakti hmm? for its own sake. Um, Um, and it's also true that ultimately Krishna finds himself subordinate to the bhakti of Radha. The love of Radha is so extreme that he realizes that she's tasting something in transcendental ecstasy that that he's not an experiencer of. So the desire of Krishna to taste that arises in the, in the zenith of the Bhagavat, description of the Leela, at the apex of that. This is what he, he realizes. This then is the esoteric genesis of Sri Chaitanya, who is Krishna trying to taste the love of Radha, hmm? take her position. And so it is the love of Radha in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that we so much uh, extol, glorify. We worship him he is Krishna, but we tend to worship him in terms of what he's trying to do, what he, what he wants to experience, what he is experiencing, which is the love of Radha, so we acknowledge that. Um, so our deity is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is Krishna imbued with the love of Radha. Hmm? So um, in this way she takes precedence, and it is bhakti that there's some ananda, aladini and ananda, these are related, hmm? Um, uh, joy, love. There's some love, there's some ananda inherent in the jiva. Hmm? But it's weak. And we find there's this world, therefore, that the jiva can be covered by, by the maya shakti. Hmm? But the, the um, internal shakti of Krishna and the ladini that Radha personifies, that can not only dispel the darkness of maya, 
but it can also overwhelm Krishna. So how powerful it is in our in of ourselves, the jiva does not have the kind of ananda, the quality or quantity, if you will, uh, of ananda to, to to overwhelm Krishna, and the measure of it is such that at the same time it it can be, the jiva can be overwhelmed by Maya. Hmm? So with the ingress of bhakti into the jiva, not only can he dispel the influence of Maya, but can overwhelm in love, Krishna. Hmm? And therefore we find the leelas of Krishna t- touching the feet of Radha and acknowledging the power of of, of, of bhakti, hmm? fully personified in her. So a little of that, as I say, comes in all of us, in all all types of bhakti. Hmm? And so in that way she's uh, uh, very uh, uh, central and being the most... There's a nice saying um, that... Uh, Gadopakari, Gadopakari, Smritidaprianam, Gadopakari, Smritidaprianam. Upakara means like a friend, Gadopakara. The best friend, Gadopakari, Smritidaprianam, is the one who reminds another of his beloved. So, this is a statement by Narada, Narada or Krishna, excuse me. Krishna made this statement to Narada in in the in the classic Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Um, Krishna had been reminded by circumstances, and somewhat some, to some extent to which Narada was behind, that caused him to remember the Brajalila in an extreme way while he was in Dwarka. And it discombobulated him, if you will. Have you ever seen the Jagannath deity with his arms in like this and his eyes wide? This is supposed to be Krishna in ecstasy in Dwarka, remembering the inhabitants of Vrindavan and losing external consciousness. And so a situation was, was created where that happened. And then Nard started to feel like he'd maybe he'd done something wrong because he put Krishna in this difficulty, so to speak. And Krishna replied to him, Don't think like that. You reminded me of my beloved. Hmm? That my, you are my best friend. Something like that. Uh, and so uh, there are, for example, in the Brajali, there are friends of Krishna in Sakirasa that are particularly interested in, in, in among all the other uh, aspects of Sakirasa, they have a unique quality in that they participate also in the romantic pastimes of Radha and Krishna by counseling Krishna, hmm, who's sitting there like picking clover, she loves me, she loves me not. And then Subhal says, she loves you. Jai, Radhe, Radhe. Whisper in his ear, you know, get encouragement. He'll take messages from Radha and back and forth and so on and so forth. So they are very much preoccupied with reminding Krishna, of his beloved, bringing memory to him of that and encouraging him along those lines. Hmm? So Krishna told Nard uh, that that uh, this is the act of my best friend. Actually, Nard is, an, is is thought to be an expansion, an incarnation of Madhu Mangal. Hmm? It's very interesting because some of you say that Madhu Mangal is the incarnation of Nard, but that's a little bit backwards because everything starts with Krishna. In the Brajalila, 
and then all the expansions of Krishna are are kind of lesser manifestations of Krishna, if you will. And so Krishna has his entourage there, and they follow him in different leelas also. And so Nard is one such follower of Krishna, but he's really comes out of Madhumangal in, in, in a sense. Hmm? Um, in the Gaur Leela, we have Sri Vastakur, and we find him making movements like this. And, and this is playfully, this is like the characteristic of, of, of Sakiras and, and, and Madhumangal. Hmm? So there he is again. He's often thought of as Narada from another perspective. And he is, but... So, at any rate, Narada is being told by Krishna. Hmm? In that particular Leela, no, don't think like that. Hmm? You're not disturbing me. The best friend, the best helper, Upakar hmm? is the one who reminds one of his beloved. So... Um, that is one way, for example, in a higher sense, in the Leela, that Radha takes precedent. Because we know she takes precedence in Krishna's life. So, the Sakyarasa and Madhurya Rasa, these are compatible Rasas. They work together. Vatsalya Rasa, the parental love and, and, and Madhurya conjugal love, romantic love, they don't work together very well. For example, Mother Soda wants Krishna to go to bed at night and the gopis want him to steal out in the middle of the night. It's not a bad thing that they're incompatible, but there needs to be that incompatibility for the sake of rasa. Hmm? It's all compatible in the larger sense. You understand? But in the context of the drama, in a drama there are good guys and bad guys, but they're all really good guys. Hmm? Something like that. <laughs> that Mother Yasoda is particularly a good gal. <laughs> but uh, this is an example of how the two are thought to be somewhat incompatible. Hmm? Um, at least, especially with regard to parakia, the unwedded and law, lawless love of, of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. So, so um, this one group of devotees in Sakyarasa, they, they give precedence to Radha in the way in which I'm talking about, because they know this is what makes Krishna tick, and so they, they, want to, they love him as a friend, they want to assist him in that. Hmm. And then there's a, another group who become the, the followers of Radha. This is the extreme position. Then they, they, love, they love Radha a little bit more than Krishna. And they are the made handmaidens of Radha. And so even if Krishna approaches, these are gopis, young gopis, even if Krishna approaches them for direct union with them, they won't accept it. They only want to serve Radha. They only want to bring Radha to Krishna. Because they know Radha is the closest to Krishna. It's kind of a strategy in a way. And so if I want to get close to Krishna, I'll attach myself to Radha in such a way that with such absorption that whatever she experiences vicariously, I will experience also. It's kind of like the stigmata in, in Catholicism or something like that. They, they, they say, that's what they call stigmata. You're thinking about it enough and, and then it starts appear yeah. on them, something like that. So they're so absorbed in Radha and attending to her every every need and so forth that her intimate experiences with Krishna, that no other gopi can, no other competitor, there are competitors with Radha in the Leela also. Hmm? Um, that's all for the sake of, of, of the Leela, heightening it and so forth. 
Um, that, that, but um, they can never experience the competitors who have direct union with Krishna. What the, gop, what the what the handmaidens of Radha experience, what Radha experiences, and the handmaidens of Radha experience what she experiences. So, it's it Radha Dasya or the service of Radha is the fullest expression of conjugal love, because they experience the fullness of the conjugal love of Radha. I want to say indirectly, but but um, but fully, nonetheless, by their absorption. So they, in particular, this is called Babulasrati. In the Leela, there are, there's, a, there's a question that arises, because Krishna is the um, object of love. He is the, the, the Vishayalambana. If you, have, you want to have Rasa, you have to have the object of love, and you have to have the lover. So the Vishaya means the object of love, the Asharaya means the shelter of that love. So like Radha is the Asharaya of the love, Krishna is the object of love. All the devotees are Asharayas of love, and Krishna is the object of love. And so that constitutes Rasa with Krishna as uh, is required for Rasas. Krishna is, is the object of love for all the Rasas. So thinking about it, to some extent, while writing about the stayibhavs. Stayibhavs are the different dominant emotions for Krishna, like Sakyarasa, you understand the terms, Vatsalya Rasa, Madhurya Rasa, these are all different stai, dominant, that define a person, really. And there are other bhavas that combine with that to, to heighten whole experience to what we call Rasananda. So, writing about the different stayibhavs in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswami came to the end of the chapter and another thought came within him. I've explained the love of Vrindavan in this way, but someone might ask, that's all right, everybody loves Krishna, but how do they feel towards one another? How is that explained? How does one cowherd feel towards the other cowherd? What's, what's, what's the nature of that relationship? Because those relationships are also going on. So, uh, uh, so he writes about, he, he really ends the chapter with a verse that so it seems a little out of place, but this is really what he's doing. He's answering this, this the question that a thoughtful Rasika person would, would ask. He doesn't say, I'm answering it, but if, it, but if you understand it properly, you realize, oh, he's, he's doing this for those people who have the, the spiritual, the Sumerian. Sumedas are the kind of spiritual intelligence to inquire about that. Hmm. So he says, oh, there's something else, too, as an afternote I should mention here, and that is called Suridrati. Suridrati means, Surid means friend, love of the friend. Hmm. And he says, so there are devotees, they love one another. Hmm. And they, they in, in, in Raga Bhakti in particular, hmm, there's love of the devotee because the way in Rag Bhakti is to follow a devotee's love. Hmm? Follow a particular devotee's love, usually that the guru embodies. Hmm? And to follow that, that, that way. More than looking for Krishna, we're looking for the, the particular kind of love of Krishna and we're following that. And that's where Krishna is. Gubindu Maharaj of Chaitanya Saraswat once said that he was asked if he had seen Krishna. And he said that he wasn't something like, I've kind of added to it a bit, but I'm not looking for Krishna. I wasn't looking for him. I was looking for service to Krishna. I found that. 
So you want to put that together. If you, in service of Krishna, it's where Krishna actually can be found. Hmm? Um, so, especially in Rag Bhakti, we're following the devotee more than Krishna. We're following Bhakti, which is, again, coming from Radha, in a sense, more than Krishna. Hmm? The Bhakti for Krishna, that's our interest. And they're the same, because you can't have, that's why I say, people may not believe in God, but what about love of God? Hmm? And if there's love of God, then there must be God. <laughs> and we have some ex- people might say, well, I don't believe that's what he's really experiencing and so forth. But, you know, if they're, they've turned their back on the world and so forth, they're, they're not just living on air, so they're getting something from that. So, um, so, so the devotees, they love one another, and he, and he explains that they, most of the devotees, they love Krishna, and then they have their friends that they love a little bit, a little bit less than Krishna. Hmm? But then there are others who love their friends and they love Krishna equally. Hmm? In each of these cases, this is called suhridrati, love of the friend. Hmm? And he explains that this is a sanchari. This is in the chapter on stai bhav, but he says this is a sanchari. Sanchari means it's another type of bhava. It's a, it's a transitory bhava that comes and goes, so to speak. And it, uh, it's moving, I should say. And it augments the stayibhav, hmm? um, the, the dominant emotion. That's what it does. It serves that. So they have a dominant emotion for Krishna. They have this suridrati for their friends. And that serves to also augment the dominant relationship and love for Krishna. Hmm? So this is we call it suridrati. Uh, love of the friend. So this is how the devotees love one another in the form of a sanchari bhav. But then he says, there are some instances where the devotee loves another devotee more than Krishna, and Krishna a little bit less. This is a different situation, he said. What book is that? Bhakti Rasa Sindhu. <laughs> yeah. And he says... But and, and we call that bhavulas, ulas, the bhava that is ulas, is very exalted. We call it bhavulas. It's like, okay. And then, he, and then, then he, and he says, and in that case, what happens is there's like this reverse out, where in the love for Krishna, they have a stai bhav for Krishna, but the stai bhav for Krishna nourishes the love for the devotee whom they love more than Krishna. Hmm? He says, more or less he says, I'm not calling it a stai bhav because that would contradict the whole rasa theory because stai bhav is love for Krishna, where Krishna is the object. But this is an extraordinary situation where the love for Krishna is a stai bhav, but it augments the love for the friend or the devotee whom we love a little bit more than Krishna. Hmm? We call it babalas. He said, this is very extraordinary. And um, it may apply in different situations, but the primary way in which it's thought to apply is in relation to the handmaidens of Radha, who love Radha more than Krishna. And so their love for Krishna augments their love for Radha. But that's a very precise kind of explanation, but the more general explanation is it can apply 
in 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 other um, in relation to other devotees also, especially in the Rag Marg. This is very extraordinary because in the Rag Marg, the emphasis is on the devotee that one follows, hmm? in a sense, more than loving Krishna. Usually, it brings us to love of Krishna and love of the devotee equally, or the devotee a little less. But it can ex- be reversed out like this. This is a very extraordinary case. Uh, this is very interesting and uh, very lofty kind of theological. Um, um, concept. Hmm? Uh, it's, it's mentioned in Ujbal Nilamani also um, referred to, this verse is referred to by Vishwanath in his commentary on Ujbal Nilamani, which is the sequel to uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So uh, it's really, a, it, just on, as an aside, Rupa Goswami's book is really a very comprehensive explanation of the nature of love of God in a way that you don't find it, you won't find it anywhere. With, with such all these considerations, uh, I mean, go to heaven, love God, and well, you know, what's it like? It's just kind of fairly vague kind of idea. He tries to. It's a real. The whole psychology of love really is is fully played out in relation to 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 Bhagwan in the association of others who are also uh, loving him, Sri Krishna in particular, Rasaraj. So, does that help? Yeah. yeah. So, Jai Radhe. Hmm. This is uh, this is uh, the kind of the call of Vrindavan. She's Vrindavaneshwari, so she's the, the queen of Vrindavan, the queen of uh, of Bhakti. Love Radha's and Radha's love. This is Radha Krishna Pranay, Vikriti Ladini Shakti Rasmad. Radha is the transformation of of Krishna's love. The two are one soul in different bodies, something like that. Hmm? The, uh, 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 yeah, this is Sarup Damodar's verse. Radha Krishna Pranay, the big word Pranay, deep meaning Radha Krishna Pranay, Bhikkhutir, Ladini Shakti Radha, the transformation of Krishna's love personifies as Radha. Then he can taste himself in a, in a sense. But it's not enough. Therefore, Radha Krishna Pranay Vikutilin Shakti Rasmad Ekatmanovapi Bhuvipuri Deham Bedogatoto Chaitanya Akyam Prakatam Adanatadayam Chaikam Aptam Radha Baba Duti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Swarupam. He says that Krishna becomes is one eternally, eternally becomes two as Radha to taste himself, but but then in the form of Radha then he, then, he, then the two again become one as Chaitanya. And this is a very extraordinary event in human uh, human society, the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So you could say that Radha is not ordinary jiva. That's right. And that's how she's able to manifest so much love for Krishna. Yeah, yeah. See, Krishna has Swarupananda. Hmm? He has Ananda that um, is part of his nature and constitution, Swarupananda. But Radha is Swarup Shakti Ananda. Hmm. And that's thought to be an increased, uh, uh, I mean, how how you'll increase what is is unlimited, but it's possible. The nature of her love is said to be like, it's full, but it's always expanding. Shakti Ananda. So that's that's Shrup Shakti Ananda. 
that is what bhakti is constituted of. Hmm? And that, that is why bhakti is a gift, you see. Bhakti is not something, you, you can't do bhakti, really, unless it's given to you. It's not something you can just, it's not coming from your head, it's not even coming from your heart, it's not even coming from your soul. Hmm? It descends, it's a shakti. Hmm? There is an anda in the jiva, but it's not, it's like I said, it's, 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 it's like a self-love. Sukadev had self-love, Atmaram, Swasukam, his own love, the love of himself as, it's, as a soul. I mean, it's not selfish. Hmm? But then to have love for a significant consciousness other, hmm? this is bhakti. So bhakti is the descends. Hmm? It's, a, it's the primary, it's the essence. Bhakti is the essence of Krishna's internal energy that, that the whole leela is conducted under the influence of and so forth. Hmm? Ananda is Kriya Shakti. Jnana Pala Kriya Cha, as the Upanishads say. This is the Jnana Bala Kriya. Uh, chit, Sat, and Ananda. Bala is, is, is Sat. Chit is Jnana in a sense. And Kriya, that is Ananda. So it means, Kriya means action. Hmm? So Ananda makes, is what makes Krishna move. Krishna's everywhere. God's Brahman's everywhere. How can he move? If you're everywhere, how can you move, right? Hmm? So this Ananda, uh, personified in his Shakti, hmm, causes Brahman to move. This is inconceivable. How one everywhere can move. That, that this is so, so Leela is, very, is a very extraordinary affair. Hmm? Um, Brahman is moving, uh, dancing, under the influence of Kriya Shakti, of the of, of Ananda, of love, hmm? love is a movement. It's 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 not a stillness. Hmm? I thought I remember you saying earlier um, that Prem is defined as ecstatic love. Yeah. It makes me think. Rada makes me think of um, the word ecstatic, which we know means distinct, beside oneself. So it's, I can see sort of Krishna. Outside of oneself, yeah, yeah, beyond oneself, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The word Radha, Radha comes from the word Aradhana. It means to worship. Aradhanam, Aradhananam, the best kind of worship. Whose name appears like that in the Bhagavad? And one gopi, it is said. What is the verse? Worshipped Krishna more. Hmm. Uh, I forget the verse. Anyway, the word Aradha is used as a name for, that's a way of, that they've identified. Oh, this is Radha, who's mentioned in other Puranas directly by name. But not in the Bhagavatam. Hmm. For different reasons. So what else? Yes. A few months ago, after studying your um, translation and commentary of the Gopal Tapani Upanishad, um, some impression came to me um, in regard to the mantra Gopal Oham, which I didn't read anywhere. It just kind of came to me. I just want to kind of run it by you. That, yes, it could be like another version of a Ahambamasmi. But also, in addition to that, 
it seems like it could possibly be Krishna letting Brahma know what his Siddhadeha is, like Gopalaham, I'm counter boy, like that. Because <laughs> uh, he said it to Brahma. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard my lectures on the Chatur Shloki of the Bhagavatam? Recently I gave them when I was in Madhavan around Christmas and January, February. Uh-huh. Well, we, we talk quite a bit there about, about how that all works with Brahma's desire for Sakyarasa in relation to the Chatur Shloki and so forth and how, how Krishna um, accepted that and then later showed him that. Hmm? Uh, what that would be like, and so forth, and uh, gave him a view of that, and and uh, and that's all connected with Haridas also in Gorli. It's a very interesting discussion, but um, yeah, I don't. I would have to look again at the context in which he says that Gopalaham. But uh, oh, he tells him. He tells him to meditate like that. Yeah, Gopalaham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. I'll have to, to write a footnote to the commentary. And, had that one in, yeah, I'm a coward, Gopal, protector of cows. You should meditate like this. It's nice, yeah, yeah. And also, also um, a few years ago, also in regard to Brahma and the coward boys, the Brahma Vimoham Lila, yeah. like that, we, we've heard and we've been taught, I get, this is something else that I never read anywhere or heard anywhere, it just came to me from then that we've been told that Madhva rejected the Brahma-vimoha-mila portion of the Bhagavatam because he said, no, we do not accept that our Param Gurudev, the head of our Sampradaya, could be an illusion. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the real reason he rejected that. I think it's because it showed too much the oneness aspect of the Shrita Veda Vedantatva. Because Krishna showed that he expanded, when, when Brahma stole all the coward boys, he just expanded himself into a whole other group of coward boys. He showed that he is all everyone else, just like you expressed last night. You said, we are all God in a sense. Yeah. So, and so Krishna demonstrated that very dramatically in the Brahma Lila when he expanded himself into a whole other group of coward boys. And so I think that's the real reason that Madhva rejected <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to convince the Madhvas of that, but, but I don't know if you'd be able to convince the Madhvas, but they wouldn't be convinced by the other, other the point raised by, by Guru Maharshi either. Hmm. The first one you mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't be convinced by it. But anyway, yeah, those are good, nice thoughts. Yeah. Madhva was a strong em- emphasis on Dvaita, difference, 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 to... Form a, put a wedge between the Advaita and and himself. And yeah. yeah, he was. <laughs> the Veda Bed, of course, which is in the Mahaprabhu, is, is one and different. There, we are one and different with God. In this, in the, in the context we're talking about, we're one and different with God at the same time. Not not sometimes one, sometimes different, but at the same time. Hmm. Like an energy, people have their energy, their shakti by which they do things. They're one with it and different from it, something like that. But how all that works together—that's what's a chinta, and as, it means by the. In other words, we see, we can see it. Hmm? 
that there's unity and diversity, dualism and monism together. We could see, we could see it. The example of the fire, I think I gave the other night, and it's, it's heat and light. So there's heat and light and there's fire. They're different, but, but there, we can't have fire without them at the same time. So we see, we give many examples like this. The atom is, what is it? It's, it's a wave and a particle at the same time, something like that. So um, we see examples like this. So what's inconceivable about it? What's inconceivable about how it, how it all happens? And the answer is, by the God, is, is by happening by the achinta shakti of Bhagwan. Krishna has this achinta shakti by which what would normally not be possible is possible. Hmm? And so it's a very nice harmonizing of the whole argument, oneness or difference, oneness or difference. We would be, as I said, transrational, monistic, dualistic mon- monists. <laughs> Something like that. But also, I, my, the sense here is that it's not oneness or difference, it's, it's oneness yeah. and difference. It's both at the same time. Yeah. Exactly as, as, as you described. So how can you be one and different at the same time? Well, I said the, by the conceivable, inconceivable energy of Krishna. See, Mahaprabhu says, I'm not arguing, I'm just taking the, what it says in the Bhagavatam. I'm seeing it. I see it in the Leela. Hmm? Krishna was all pervasive and local at the same time. He was, Mother Yasoda was trying to tie him up in the Damodar Leela, and every time she tried, it was two inches too short, no matter how much rope she got. But Krishna wasn't getting fatter and fatter. Hmm? He's staying the same size. And so he says, his, it means his form is all, all pervading. And at the same time, it's local, the context of the Leela. So we, we don't argue. All these have come before us arguing it's one, it's different, it's a qualified difference. It's a, it, he says, it's both at the same time. And it happens by the inconceivable potency of, of Krishna, something like that, this idea. That all works so much better when 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 we allow a chintya to just be a chintya, mm-hmm. not try to uh, yeah. You know, yeah understand it with the with the Yeah, that's the that's and that is what's behind the phrase that Prabhupada used as a subtitle to his Gita. That's the spirit as it is. Let's just take it as it is. When we we'll go with that. <laughs> And then we're not trying to reason why it's something different than what it looks like. It's what it is, what the sacred texts say, and so and by the Gichincha Shakti of Bhagwan, all things are possible. So contradictions uh, that are appear to us in our situation are are resolved by by his power. Hmm. So, anything else? What's the time? Eight. Okay, so tomorrow we have a slight change of schedule for the appearance of Narahari Nishingadev. And uh, we fast on this day until just about this time, early about, well, dusk, whenever that is. Um, so we'll have class, we'll begin at five mm-hmm. uh, or so. And that'll be followed by the Artik and then Mahaprasad. Bhagavan Sri Narasimha Dev Ki Jai, Shiman Bhakta Prahlad Maharaj Ki Jai.